What's up, Daw Nation? My name is Wyatt Troy. I make music, it's come nightfall, and I want to welcome you to episode 52.5 of Behind the Daw, where we usually interview music producers, artists, music industry experts, singers, songwriters, sound designers, and everyone else in between on an emotional, philosophical, artistic, and music business basis. But as you notice, this is a 0.5 episode, which means we took the audio from our YouTube series, In the Daw, where we invite music producers to come and dissect their songs in real time, and we put it in a podcast form so that you can partake of it on the go and get that perfect combination of emotional and technical knowledge. Now, if you'd much rather watch this episode, go ahead and head over to YouTube and search up the Daw Nation YouTube channel. You'll see all of our In The Daw episodes over there. But if you want to keep listening, then keep listening. You're doing a great job. So who are we interviewing this week? This week, we are interviewing Nurko, and he's going to be breaking down his song, Breathe Without. It's the one that is playing in the intro right now. But why is Nurko even someone that is worth listening to? Let me tell you why. He has a ton of releases on Trap Nation as well as Chill Nation. He also has releases on Waves Music, Proximity, Airwave Music TV, NCS, and Mr. Suicide Sheep. And he has done remixes for Halsey, Morgan Page, Creaky Jackals, and Wild. And he currently has around 350, 100,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. So yeah, he is totally worth listening to. In this episode, you're going to learn about how to layer your super saws, how to get transient reverbs, how to make frozen reverb drones, how to process female vocals, and how to EQ your atmospheres, as well as a ton of other stuff. But those are some of the things that really stood out to me, and I think they're going to help you as well. And Dawn Nation, we don't have a sponsorship at the beginning of this episode, but I have some absolutely insanely huge news at the end of this episode. So make sure to make it all the way to the end of this episode. But Dawn Nation, Let's get into this week's interview. I started out with like these guitar layers. Where, Where did the guitars come from? One my friend recorded. And then the other was from the sample pack and we just layer them together. I forget what the name of the sample pack was, but it was just had this really like emotional kind of sounding quality to it. And this was all done after I got her vocals. Sometimes I like to work from a top line instead of building the track and then getting a top line after. The guitars, they just sound like this. So this one is like the one that my friend recorded. So is that an, an RC20 reverb that I see going on? This is um the retro color. All I did was have a little distortion here. At, at first, I kind of wanted to have like wobble effect gives it this. When you like mix these wobble, this wobble here, and then like the digital, it gives us this like lo-fi sound, which I thought might have been cool. Um, Wyatt, don't pretend the RC48 is a good plug-in, Wyatt. It is a fantastic plug-in, dude. The RC48? It's from Native Instruments. It's one of the best reverbs I've ever heard, but Brendan... We, we dispute on that one because I, I hate it, but he likes it. I don't know, Brendan. I'm sorry, man. Like, I get it, dude. You, <laughs> you hate cherry pie and America and babies, but... <laughs> So on this guitar that we have right now, what where is the reverb coming from? Because I see Valhalla's off. Yeah, I have it on a group. Both of them going through same reverb here. So this one's dry. This one, well, I, I froze this one, but this one is uh, no no like reverb delay. I might have had a little bit on. Yes, yeah, yeah. Turn the reverb on this guitar here. This Chris uh, Lord Algae plugin. But one thing that's cool about this is I saw you know the um, Pizzato's place. He does this thing with guitars where he'll take like the the Renaissance axe and he'll like lower the attack and then I like, just bring it down a little bit and I kind of give this like almost like a transient effect. But it's just it just kind of like 
punches at the beginning a little harder. It's like a, a compressor with a slow attack. Ever since I saw that, I was like, oh, let me keep doing that, this dude. And then you got your second layer, right? Yeah, second layer is like for the guitar. I had to like just completely flatten it, but this is like the main guitar. And then layered together, it's kind of just sounds like one guitar, but it's two guitars. Slightly different notes being played, like here and there, right here. Yeah, it's like kind of like harmonizing a little bit. And so I didn't really want to just play chords behind her voice, but I thought it kind of guitar added a little more yeah, emotion. Yeah, that, that was one of my favorite things about this song is the guitar. I was going to ask about that, but someone beat me to it. Why do you even come to these, Daddy? So we got the guitars. What's next? I really like to have this like ambient layer always in the intro. So like I'll, I'll take like different kind of like ambient sounds. There's this plugin called, it's called Arcade from Output. I've heard nothing but amazing things, dude. Then you feel the same? Yeah, man, it's like a game changer. But essentially like you can just like browse through different different instruments and then uh different like ambient sounds and i'll like find one i like and then i'll just like bounce it in the audio and then just like mess around with the audio like pitch wise you turn like reverb and all that off so it does so if you're pitching it around you don't get like the tail these little small things like this kind of just Um, and one thing that's cool I always use is for Omnisphere, and I just literally just name it Voice Complementer. The reason I name it Voice Complementer is because like I, I find like a part of a vocal, it just sounds needs like some kind of supporting element that's not just like a synth, so I'll just behind her vocals, I'll just... So it's just like one synth there, one like sound, and then under her vocals, it just gives this like feeling of extra, I don't even know the word, just extra oomph, I guess. I don't want to Dream searching glass. I just, yeah, I just, oh yeah, look, it is part of it is a vocal, so choir. So yeah, I use that in like every song behind a vocal, essentially. Did you process them or did she or did someone else or? No, I processed them right here, actually. I, I usually do like a separate vocal session, but she didn't have that many different stems for vocals. So I just kind of did it in this project, which isn't the best idea, but if you have good CPU, you can do it, but my CPU has been not good lately, so main vocal. Can you turn everything off on the vocal and play it, and then put it, bring it back in just so that we can A-B it and see the difference? Here's it with no stuff going on. Fingertip on my skin I run through the memory Cause I don't want to believe You'd give me up After. Fingertips on my skin I run through the memory Cause I don't want to believe You'd give me up A careless love Honestly, like, her vocal was already pretty good From when I got it So I didn't want to add too much Like, other vocals I'll, like, completely, like, compress Add a bunch of top end But with this one, I, I thought it sounded pretty good I didn't actually use Vocal Rider But if you work with vocals I would highly recommend this plugin For those who don't know what it is Can you explain it a little bit? Basically, like, normally with vocals Before you, like, do any compression you would like go through take like a gain plugin and just kind of like go through it and manually like move stuff up and down but basically what this does is you'll like set like a target here it'll like ride the vocal and make and make those volume automation for you before you do any sort of compression so basically if you do this like 
correctly and everything smooths out, your compressor won't really work as hard and it will just sound smoother and just like better vocal. I didn't use it for this one. One of the problems that I ran into when I first started processing vocals was the exact thing that you're talking about. It's like, well, they're too dynamic. So a knee jerk reaction is to throw a compressor on. Well, the problem is, is when they're too dynamic and you throw up a compressor on, it squashes it and it, it mangles it and changes the tonality of it. So that's where Vocal Rider comes in because Vocal Rider just comes in, kind of does that, that volume automation for you. And then when you put a compressor on it, it's like it barely does anything. You're kind of just using compressors as like tonality stuff at that point, right? It's more so you just warm stuff up like with a good compressor. This compressor I used was like very small gain reduction here. The vocal router kind of just did the job. And she might have done some kind of compression. That compressor, by the way, I use that compressor on literally every single episode of In the Dawn Behind the Dot. I use that compressor. Your your vocals are going to be processed through that compressor. I process all of mine through there. That thing is one of the most beautiful compressors I've ever heard. I don't know why, but it is gorgeous. And then I just had some like very small, as you can see, it's like a tiny bit of blue compression here, a de-esser just to get her sibling stuff out. This is like just an audio effect rack. Oh yeah. So for the dry signal, I, I had like just a decapitator to just give some saturation. This is also an amazing EQ for like additive EQ. It also comes with the Apollo. I just added like 12K here and then actually attenuated as well. Cause like with this plugin, if you add and attenuate at the same time, it just gives the sound of, I don't know, just like a more like analog gear sound. And then like the reverb and delay are on. It's kind of like a bus, but I just put it in a the audio effects rack. Reverb is full and delay is full as well and then I just kind of mixed it in with the delay I sidechain compressed to the main vocal which is cool and then just the utility turned down so I see you use Valhalla Room the actual good reverb plugin how do you use it do you just open it and it's at 100% and you're good or do you mess with any of the other stuff inside I used to use Logic and I was with vocals I would always put reverb you know I would use buses so this is kind of like a bus so I would keep it at 100 but with like everything else you know synths and stuff like that I'll just have reverb on the channel itself and just like mix it in. You went over your atmospheric stuff. Uh -huh. um, I was just wondering how you EQ that in. You have a lot of really fun stuff going up in the higher register, it seems like, um, in the beginning. I'm just kind of wondering how do you make that all fit? I have a lot of different atmospheres. Just these ones, I remember I processed them before I bounced them. But like this one here is just, it's just an art, but it's like extremely reverbed out that you don't even notice that it's an art. And it just kind of sounds like a drone. But if I were to turn this off, it sounds like this. This is the atmosphere. Um, but yeah, just like cut out the lows, cut out this like annoying like mid-range that it kind of gives if I like add that. It's annoying, so cut that out. Oh yeah, and then I just did some more roll off and uh, I don't know why I have a limiter here, but. With this genre of music, what some would call future bass and these super saws, uh, my question is, how do you balance your sub and mid bass with all the saws? I want to see your, your sub and mid bass processing underneath yeah. the saws. mix after after I do the project I'll like bounce everything and audio and, and mix it so it doesn't just listening to it it sounds a little it could use a little more like punch and bite but for now you, you get the idea so your question was how do I balance the sub with the saws for this project I never really I always have like a sub and then a mid bass like every project for, for this one I don't know I think I did this in like two songs it's more of just like a full-blown just bass this is like the main bass in the song
it's full spectrum, but I like cut out just a little top noise because I'm already getting that from the saws. So like all this stuff here, I just kind of cut that out. I normally wouldn't do this, but the only reason I did was just when I compared like a sub to this, this just kind of punched through better. Like I listen to it in my car. I'm like, all right, if it sounds good, just, just keep it like this. Just a serum saw wave with like distortion completely destroying it. That's basically it for that. One thing I do with my subs though is I put this um, kick tight from Corpus. You just kind of tune it to whatever key your track is in and it just adds like for the sub, it just adds in like these like harmonics that I don't really know what it does. It's a preset in Ableton, just go to kick tight. You just kind of mix in dry wet, put the key to your track right here where it says like tune. When you turn it on, it'll just, you'll hear just like this, like jump in like slow frequencies and then it just OTP'd cool. it. So you have it tuned to the key of the track, but you can actually have it tuned to each MIDI thing really, really easily. Have you, do you know how to do that? No, you mean like it changes through each note? No, I didn't. That would be amazing. It's up there by the, by the on and off button. Um, there's that little triangle. You see that? Click on that. And the, where it says MIDI from, you click on the, where it says no input and you select the track that it's on. So in this case, what, what track are we on? Uh, it would be under base one. Once we have that selected. So basically what it is, is it's taking the incoming MIDI that you're playing from your track and it's tuning it to whatever note that is playing. So it's not just tuned to like the key. It's well, well, not just like the root note. It's tuned to like whatever note that you play. That's like a life changer, man. AU5 taught me that. We love you, Austin. Thank you, AU5. That's going to help you out a lot. It's absolutely amazing. Especially when you want to throw a corpus on something for sound design, that changes everything. But keep going. So as far as basses go, and then these are just like normal mid basses. These have like, one has like 100 hertz cut out, and then the other has, I think like 150 cut out. And there's some dipped out, some over here. Is each one of these instruments different instruments, or are they all the same, just playing different notes? Or how, how do you have it? Uh, th these are just layered on top of each other. And then with the sub bass, Thick. I like that. Sounds That's like a Sounds like the super saw equivalent of Brendan. The saw equivalent of me? What, you call me, a, you call me a thick boy or something like that? You're the thickest boy of my life, Brendan. Sorry, let's keep going. This one's just like a reset from Nexus, I think. Since I have like so much high end in those saws, this is what it sounds like without EQ. Just like a basic like distorted saw. I put this EQ on it just to kind of like take out all that high end because I have it all in these. I think with this one, a little too much for saw stacks. But yeah, so the saw stack is like taking everything, you know, the mid-range up to the high end. So the saw stacks are like this. One thing that's cool with these is instead of just like playing chords, I'm also like playing her, which with the vocal chops are playing. So like she goes like, then down here. And if I like play that with the vocal chop, you'll hear like that same little melody on top of the chords. So it's not much, but it's just it's just like a voicing thing. So you have four-ish elements all playing. Like the, that saw stack is just all saws, right? I know they're all kind of processed differently, but they're all just saws, right? They're mostly saws, but some of them are like, I think there might be like a triangle. Sometimes I throw like square waves in there. This one is just a, a, a preset from some trance track. So this one has like a sine wave in there. But I, I literally use this one all the time. This is like my main... 
the main saw, saw a silent flare. I kind of just cut out the low end and the high end, so this is kind of playing. Um, this one's like not as harsh. So you're layer here. Lastly, the, this was the one where I was like, I don't know, this might be too much, but let me just like see how it sounds. This one's kind of just playing this uh, kind of like in the background, subtle sound, but um, it's like one of those things where you don't notice it's there, but when you take it out, it's like, it just sounds kind of weaker. But like I cut out a load of the, the 3K range because that's always annoying. So is all those those four instruments that you just showed, are they playing all the same notes or is there some notes ex included or excluded that other things don't have? It actually looks like with this project that they're playing the same thing, which I normally wouldn't do. I like this bottom one, it's just like less voices. Uh, yeah, I have a really cool trick to show you like how you can tell instead of like going in and looking at each individual MIDI clip, you can see all of them in context with each other. Have you ever done that before? What if it's like you hover yeah, over? Since, since your clips are all the same color, that's actually going to be all yeah. the same colors. But that's like Ten's new feature. Yeah, that does help a lot. I think normally I would like have different, you know, voicings, different intervals, different uh, inversions. But with this one, all of them are kind of like spaced out. They're not really too crammed into each other. Like except for like this one. So like it kind of worked to have them all be the same. It just like depends on the project. But normally I would I would change them up a little bit. What was the most exciting part of this song, or what's the part of the song you liked the most? I do this in like like every one of my drops. I mean, a lot of people do this in this in this kind of genre, but like you'll have like the saw chords playing chords and the bass going, but then you'll have like one layer. It's like a drone, I call it. One layer is like, I think it was like a, a massive patch and like completely reverbed out. So it sounds like this. And then um, this one is just like vocal tail. I do want to show like, how I did this because it's like they, not many people talk about this way, but I've, I just kind of discovered it. It's kind of easy, but it's, it's cool. But that's this layer. And then together they sound like this. So they're not playing the same notes. They just kind of add this like nice ambient feel to the drop. I'll turn it loud so you can really hear what's going on. And uh, what I did with this was like, you just basically take a vocal that you like, find something random. I can see. Right, I'll just use that. So just like you take like a part from the vocal and you find like a some kind of vowel or something. Just load up um, Ableton's basic reverb. I know there's other ways to do this. This way is like the, the easiest. You just go to reverb and you kind of cut out some of the lows, cut out some of the highs, put this in high quality mode. Make the like the decay time kind of long. Don't make it full wet, but like just, just like over here. So here's what it sounds like with the reverb. But then there's this feature where you, there's freeze and then you just press cut here and basically you play it. it and then flatten it that is amazing. that is awesome i mean logic has this feature too but like basically now that i'm when i flatten this you'll see like this it's just this long drone layer and this is just literally that tail extended to as long as this is long enough for for a tail i took this tail and i just like just added ott i added this is like the dry eq and then i distort and like saturate the top end so i took like this one plugin called devil lock deluxe i put it to like um on the audio effect rack i took out like everything besides 
as the high end. So it just added this kind of like top end sizzle and then more uh, saturation and then some ball hollow room and then just like the Haas effect at the end for like stereo stuff. I think I think the more you can use vocals as instruments, the more human it sounds. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, I love, I love uh, doing that. And then if you want to like hear what it sounds like with just like no processing and then the processing, I'll just group this real quick. Here's how the vocal sounded. Uh, and if I put the buttons on. I think when I mix this, there's like this annoying resonant frequency that I took out, but yeah, you get the point. And it adds like just like this nice layer. And then you can pretty much get this, literally use any vocal from Splice or from, in my case, I use the uh, Zero G vocal laundry stuff. Dude, did you have a good time? Oh yeah, dude, of course. I, I was, dude, I was so happy when I saw that you guys were into the, into me going on in the dock because I always would watch it and I'd be like, dude, there's so much knowledge in this thing. Hey, Don Nation, if you enjoyed this week's episode of In the Dog with Nurko, take a screenshot of your phone right now and then post it on Instagram stories and tag me at in the DAW behind the DAW. I want to know how you like the episode and I'm going to respond to you as soon as possible. Also, if this episode was right up your alley, make sure to check out the other in the DAW episodes with Kashmir, Elliot Berger, Daddy, Said the Sky, Culture Code, and Grabbits. Those episodes covered similar topics to what we talked about today. And as always, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, repost, and follow on the particular platform that you're listening on like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Deezer, YouTube. I'm sure there are other platforms wherever you're at. It just helps us know that we're moving in the direction that you need us to donation. And finally, I would highly encourage you to check out the last episode of Behind the Daw. That episode was with Dodge and Fusky. They talk about how music production schools, the kinds where you spend thousands of dollars to go to, are a complete waste of time. They also talk about the greatest risks that they took in their career and why Disciple is easily one of the most well-known and highly sought-after bass labels in the entire world. It's going to be really easy to find that episode because it's the one that's right before this. So go ahead and listen to that. But donation at the beginning of this episode, I said that I have some huge news for you, and I'm going to deliver on that right now. Daw Nation, we are only one week away from the release of AU5 and I's advanced sound design course called The School of Bass. This course includes over 20 hours of videos showing extremely unique and advanced sound design techniques that AU5 and I have gathered over the last 15 years. It also includes a ridiculously huge amount of effects racks, instrument racks, and project files that we talk about in the course. We've also included a ton of bonuses, some of which are MIDI arrangement templates of over 70 of AU5 songs so that you can see how he arranged his most famous songs. We also include a sound design journal template that we have loaded with over 45 techniques. And you also get a personal 20-minute coaching call with me, where you can ask me absolutely anything. We originally priced out this course at $497, but we ultimately decided to go the subscription route and only charge $47 per month to access all of our content. There's no long-term commitment. You can cancel anytime. You can be a part of the school base for one month, two months, three months, six months, a year, however long you want, however long you need. It's completely in your control. And when you're done, you're done. That's it. No questions asked. However, we are going to keep up updating the course every month with more and more content. Again, all of this goes live on June 14th, 2019 over on courses.inthedaw.net. That is courses.inthedaw.net. But if all of this sounds interesting to you and you just can't wait till then, DM me on Instagram at inthedawbehindthedaw right now and I will allow you to have early access to the School of Bass. But I'm only going to do this for the first 10 people that DM me. So if you want this, you need to hop on it right now. Otherwise, Daw Nation, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of In the Daw, and we'll catch you next week.